Welcome back to Work, Love, Pray, Real Talk, Grounded in Truth. I'm Jordan Johnstone. Summer will be starting later this month, but a lot of us have our kids out of school already. I know at least on the East Coast, we definitely do. Um, And, you know, they're hanging around the house, which means that summer chaos is starting to settle in. Also, it's the middle of the year, and I don't know about you, but this is the time when I really start to feel worn out, stretched thin, just trying to keep going without losing it. <laughs> Something about only being halfway through the year, but then also you you get this feeling of, oh crap, we're already halfway through the year. I, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I hope it's not just me. <laughs> but I mean, remember when summer was a time to take a breath, relax, enjoy those long days of having really nothing to do, nowhere to go. Adults don't usually get that luxury, unfortunately, anymore. Uh, but that doesn't mean we, you know, we can't recapture that feeling of, I'll call it simplicity. Uh, over on the Forward blog, which, by the way, has an all new look now, thanks to our brand new website that you all should definitely go check out after you listen to this podcast, of course. But back to what I was saying, on the Forward blog, we are talking about simplifying your life for intentional living. So today we will be talking about what exactly that looks like. And the woman joining us to share her thoughts is Sandy Olson. Sandy has been in the business world since the age of 20. She has facilitated retreats and women's events over the past 30 years. And she has a bachelor's degree in political science and law from Chapman University in Southern California. Because of her passion for women and seeing lives changed, Sandy founded the master's program for women in 2000. And she started teaching classes on strategic life coaching and leadership nationally and internationally. Sandy is also a mentor for the MBA program at Biola University and also with the Forward Mentor Program. Sandy is also a certified teacher, trainer, coach, and speaker with the John Maxwell team, a member of Toastmasters International, and a DISC assessment consultant. (laughs) That's a hard word. As someone who does a lot and values having a life outside of all of her responsibilities, Sandy has spent a lot of time going through her life and making sure she's got everything as simplified and intentional as possible, which makes her the perfect person to be talking to us today. So Sandy, like I said, I am super excited for you to share with us today. Thank you, Jordan. And hi, everyone who's listening. It's just an honor to be here and um, dive into this topic. I've been thinking a lot about it since I knew we were going to talk about it. And uh, so I'm excited. Thank you. (laughs) Of course, of course. So the topic, like I said, that we're going through this month is simplifying your life for intentional living. Now, those are two very big concepts within that theme, Uh, making your life more simple and living your life intentionally. And I kind of feel like one leads to the other. I mean, would you agree? Um, Yeah, Jordan, to me, both concepts can be overwhelming Mm -hmm. at times. Simplifying your life and living your life intentionally, well, they both take energy. They take planning. They take strategy. I mean, I definitely think that intentionality has to come before anything else. You know, we have to be intentional about making any kind of change. And for me, just making the decision to be intentional, it sort of gives me energy and kind of gives me a resolve to actually do it. Um, so I don't know. I don't know about you, but but it, it I have to I have to take that step first. I have to be intentional first before anything else gets done. Mm, I agree. You know, and simplifying your life it, it doesn't only include <laughs> Marie Kondoing. I'll call it your home. Um, although that is a great place to start. 
Um, so when someone decides that they are going to really simplify their life, what steps do you recommend they take and kind of what are the stages of simplifying? Well, for me, I needed to start with my thinking and Mm -hmm. define Mm -hmm. the difference between just simplifying my life and decluttering or minimalizing my life. There's a big difference. And I think that simplifying your life is much more than just getting my office cleaned up or figuring out a better system for keeping the house clean or whatever. But the whole concept is bigger than me or what I can make happen. And I just, I had to get God involved and it's still a challenge. We're still working on it. It's a, it's a daily thing, but I think, I think it's a lifestyle. I think it's Mm. a lifestyle and a mindset. And, you know, my, I have a friend, Pam Lilly, who lives in Houston and she just wrote and launched a Bible study on Amazon called Mary Morning Martha Day. And I think that for us, Martha's, it's much harder to simplify than it might be for Mary's. And so what I did is I started dividing my life up by quadrants, you know, professional, personal, spiritual, relational, perhaps. And under each one, I sort of listed everything that I was doing or what, what I had to do or, or be involved in, you know, et cetera. I sort of just, it was easier for me to break it down and then figure out, okay, what's really important in that area and what's not so important. And, and then, then I was able to focus on what I could either eliminate or outsource or what I actually needed, needed to do. So I guess I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a systematic person. So for me, I need to break things down so that they don't feel so overwhelming Otherwise, they just don't get done. (laughs) I agree. I am the same way. I love a good process. Um, So are there any dangers to simplifying your life? Like, is there such a thing as maybe oversimplifying? Well, yeah, because because this is a lifestyle change and a mindset change. I think we want to make sure that our heart, mind, and our soul buy into it. Otherwise, we'll be... (laughs) <laughs> like the Israelites always looking back to Egypt, right? I mean, right. Do but I do think that some of the the dangers could be that that not being able to relate to others any longer, mm. or kind of like becoming it's kind of like becoming a vegetarian or a vegan when everyone else around you is not. It's hard. It's hard to relate, and and not having grace for those who are not where you are and the fear that people are going to think that, well, you're no fun anymore. You know, you're not, mm. you're not one of us. You're, you're just sort of different. You're going off on this, on this weird path. <laughs> Is there ever a time or it may be in your life you've experienced this where you've, you've maybe had to add something back that you've taken out Um you know, how do you, how do you make sure that that's a good step to take? Well, the first one that comes to mind, yes, I I can remember years ago when, when I decided that for a period of time, I didn't, I wasn't going to drink wine anymore. And it was (laughs) my own personal 
personal gift to the Lord. And we were kind of working on that together. And I just walked into that, not realizing how that was going to affect the people around me and what, what it was going to cause them to think. Mm. I, I was really kind of, I was really kind of shocked that a simple decision like that would, would really affect those around me. And it, it was a good learning lesson for me. And, and I, I didn't, I didn't add it back in just to make them feel comfortable, but I, I, yeah, I knew what to say. So they wouldn't, wouldn't feel uncomfortable or, or bad or different. So let's switch gears now and talk about intentional living. And I guess, first of all, what is it? Oh gosh. Well, for me, it's, it's being deliberate. I think, or purposeful about something, which I mean, that might be the dictionary definition, but kind of like, I need to be purposeful and deliberate about what I'm being intentional about. And, and I just think this phrase has been so overused, you know, be, know your purpose, know your why. But when I started to ask myself some questions like, what are, why are my friends, my friends? And why did you choose to buy this or that? Why did you choose your career? And why are you with your partner? I mean, those are, those are kind of very introspective, tough questions. But for me, I needed, I needed to know those. I needed to be intentional about, uh, about me first before I could be intentional about life. And so I, I really kind of spent a whole day at a silent retreat just sort of digging deep with, you know, with God and, and asking those types of questions. And I, I learned a lot. I really did. So I think to know that you can choose to be intentional about your direction, uh, you can do that without knowing your final destination. It's, it's kind of a on the journey process. I feel like intentional living could maybe be mistaken for almost being selfish maybe, or just being really self-centered in how you choose to do things or what you choose to partake in. How do you keep it from getting to that point? Well, I, I think once you've, once you've taken the time to be introspective and a little selfish, I guess, because you are focused inward on you, then I think it frees you up to, to have a, have a vision for your future. And so you, you, you don't need to, to be constantly in that place, but you need to go there for a little while. And then, and then you, and then you can be more purposeful about your yeses and your noes. So I don't think it's a constant state of, of selfishness that we need to get into all the time, but maybe just for us, for a, a period, a, a season so that we can, we can have we can have a plan. We, we have a vision for our, for our path. And it's so much easier when we do that because then we know, okay, I don't, it's wonderful that they asked me to do this, but, but it really, it really doesn't coincide with where I want to go and who I am and who I want to be. So I found it to be freeing and making, and making my life a lot easier actually. Well, and I I love your tie in with purpose because I mean, I think, and you have to know where you're going 
before you can realize yeah. why you're going there, <laughs> you know, or, yeah. or, you know, why you were put on this earth. So, you know, to, to, I agree. I mean, to be temporarily or every once in a while, a little selfish, a little self-centered, but just going into that mindset, understanding I'm doing this so that I can live out my purpose to the best of my ability. Um, you know, I think that's, I think that's a really good idea to kind of wrap your head around. For sure. So what, yeah. So what are some ways that someone can live intentionally? So I guess, how do you go about coming up with a plan to do that? And then how do you also safeguard that plan that it's something that you will actually stick to? <laughs> well, for me, the big, the biggest, one of the biggest things in my life is personal growth. I just feel like I'm always, I always want to be growing and I don't want to be afraid of change. And it, it makes me, it makes me feel good about myself to know that, to know that I, that I'm still growing and that I can change and I can eliminate things and add new things into my life. Now, in fact, one of the, one of the best books that I've ever gone through for that, for that personal growth is, is John Maxwell's book, the 15 invaluable laws of growth. And coincidentally, I pulled that book down off the shelf when I knew we were going to be talking about that. And, and the number one law in his book is the law of intentionality. And, mm. you know, he says that if you're not intentional, then, then everything else doesn't matter. And so I guess for me, I just don't want to let life happen around me and just get caught up in, in the momentum, everyone else's momentum just while the days roll into weeks and the weeks into years, I, I really want to be always growing and definitely intentional and purposeful about what I'm doing because, because I don't, we don't know how many days we have and I, and I don't want to waste those opportunities and those, those moments that God would have me you, you know, use me in any way. So what are some, steps maybe, or I guess maybe just like a plan, um, that someone like maybe just a two, three, however many step process where, you know, you sit down, you go, okay, I want to live intentionally. So these are the steps that I need to go through. Maybe it's like a filtering process or, you know, maybe it's just a, a, a mindset practice. Um, but what would, what would you suggest people do? Well, one of the, one of the things that I'm passionate about, as, as you probably know, is that I would recommend finding mentors. I think, mm -hmm. I think having a mentor in your life is huge. And, and I love signing up for masterminds and workshops that are going to help me grow in the areas that are important to me. I love teaching masterminds and I also love being part of them. And obviously staying close to God keeps me grounded and keeps me on, on, on his path for me. But also knowing when to say yes and when to say no. I, in fact, I just, I just had an email from a friend a few days ago and she, she said that she is being very intentional right now about her future and what that will look like and what she needs to do in order to walk into it. Hmm. And I thought, wow, that's, that's, that's great. And so hmm. I, I, hopefully I want to be alongside of her and, and, you know, help her do that. But I don't think we have to have our whole life figured out, but we do need to know what matters most to us. Mm. 
And will that shift during your time or during your life? I mean, I think, you know, if I had done an, an intentional living exercise 10 years ago, it probably wouldn't still apply maybe all the way to my life now. Um, you know, so is that something you have to keep yourself open to is the fact that your intentions may shift. Um, but also I kind of, you know I mean? I feel like that whole shifting process kind of keeps life interesting too. It does. It does. And I think, I think that, you know, as women, we, we lead in a very different way than men do, but we're all leaders. Mm, I agree. And, mm-hmm. and I think as a leader, a really great leader knows when to shift and when not to, and isn't afraid to make those shifts in their life in order to, in order to move forward and to get the result that they want. So I think you're absolutely right. Things do shift and we can't be so rigid in our ways and our process that we're not, we're not willing to make the shifts that, that need to be made when they need to be made. And a shift is, is it might start with a choice, but Mm -hmm. it could be, it could be a big shift. And, and so we, you know, we just need to be able to, to embrace that, to analyze that. And if, and if we feel we need to make the shift, we need to, we need to just go for it and make it happen. So once you've identified, you know, the, the intentional living priorities, I guess, um, that your life needs to follow, what are maybe some barometers that you can test that against just to make sure that you are actually on the right track? Well, some barometers for me that I'm maybe gone off into the weeds or I need to sort of get myself back on track. There's usually three things, stress, anxiety, or sadness. And when I'm feeling any of those, I need to sort of check in and reflect on why, you know, like what's going on? Because that's, those are always barometers for me, little, little red flags that something isn't quite right, or that perhaps I'm, I'm not addressing something that needs to be addressed or I'm letting something build up inside of me that I need to need to take care of, or maybe a conversation needs to be had. So, mm-hmm. so, yeah, for, so for me, those are, those are some good bar- barometers to, to uh, be aware of. Mm. So not that you're supposed to always be super comfortable when you're living intentionally, but also you shouldn't be miserable. So it sounds like that's kind of, the barometer test in a way of, is this pushing me enough? Do I still feel like myself? (laughs) But, you know, is this unbearable? Is this making me miserable? Then, you know, no, that's probably not the direction you should be going. Right. Exactly. Because, because we're always going to be feel stress and anxiety and sadness. But when they don't go away, when they're just sort of nagging, when they're not really part of who you naturally are, then those are, those are just great barometers to pay attention to. And you just have Mm -hmm. to check in, you know, what's going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I know, you know, like professionally when you're trying and, and even going through a mentorship, you know, you have milestones, you have these markers that you set up that are kind of checkpoints in a way, you know, of your journey through your career shift or maybe even your whole 
career focus. <laughs> um, so once you've simplified your life, you've become intentional with how you're living that life. How do you stay on track? What, what, what do you put in place to make sure that you stick with, you know, all this hard work that you've put in to making sure that you've simplified correctly and that you're, you're living intentionally? Well, I, I believe that passions don't just pursue themselves. You know, that we definitely have to have to go out there and, and pursue them. But for me, accountability would be my number one answer. I, I have people around me that, that I give them permission to, mm. to hold me accountable in certain, certain areas of my life. People that I trust, people that I know will, will give me a godly response, but also honesty. And for years, I, I was really kind of afraid to put myself out there and ask for that accountability. Mm. I mean, we all have people in our life that are trying to hold us accountable that when, when we don't want it, yeah. but these, are, <laughs> these are people, these are people of our choice. These are people that mm. we, we trust and know. And I just think that's really important to me. And that would be my, that would be my number one answer for that. And I mean, I think this goes back to mentorship. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I think too, you know, something really special that can come out of having a mentor. Um, I know just thinking of like the forward mentor program, for example, it's a 10 week program, but I mean, so many of our mentor and mentee pairs that go through that we've heard, they keep talking, <laughs> you know, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't end when that 10 week marker hits, um, you know, and so it's, it, it's cool to hear that because then, you know, these women have built their own little community, I guess, in a way, um, you know, and I think that's another really important part of that too. You know, like you said, you know, choose the people <laughs> that you want to have be keeping you, you know, on your path, because you may have some people that, you know, either they just don't understand your plan, you don't understand your intentionality, or maybe they, they do, but they think they know have, you know, something a little better, something, you know, you should be doing. And so they kind of maybe try to pull you off track a little bit. So it is, it is really good to, you know, no mistake here, intentionally <laughs> pick who you want to have be in your life. That's going to help, you know, keep you on your straight and narrow there that you've created for yourself. So true. That is so true. And I, and not too long ago, I actually had a spiritual advisor for, for a period mm. of time. And, and I had, I had not really, I hadn't really shied away from that, but I, I had kind of just set it on the, on the back burner thinking, thinking, well, you know, that's kind of the same as having a mentor and I already have a mentor and not, but I was really amazed at, at the, the, the depth that we were able to, to go into and the, the ability that she had to ask the, the, the right questions that, that really would bring something out that, that I was kind of, not even aware that I was maybe stumbling uh, over that was really kind of holding me back. So that would be, that would be another, uh, another thing that I would recommend. It's, it's a, it's a form of accountability and a form of a mentorship, mm -hmm. but, but different in its own way. Mm. Well, and I think it's good too. I mean, you know, mentorship, Usually, I mean, especially if it's professional mentorship, like that's going to take care of the career side of your life, the, you know, the work, that kind of thing. But yeah, I agree. I mean, I think having a spiritual 
mentor or, you know, guide or whatever you want to call them, I think that just kind of brings everything together, you know, because you, you can't only look at one part of your life and try to work on that and then let the other ones go because you need the support of the other sides of your life. So yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I think finding, finding someone and, and it usually will probably be more than one person. I think you get very, very lucky if you can find somebody that can be everything. Um, but you know, in having more than one person, you're also going to get more than one viewpoint, you know? And so that will help you too. And that'll, that'll kind of help keep you open. I feel like maybe to different things you can try or change that, you maybe would have never even thought of, but it, it takes that person that's kind of outside of your zone <laughs> to, to bring those to light for you. Absolutely. Jordan, that is so, that is so, so true. Right on. Well, as we wrap up, um, we always put out a call for questions on our Instagram, um, just to see what our followers would like to know, um, during these conversations that we have on the podcast. So this time we put out a few questions, just asking about simplifying your life, living intentionally, and we got some really good feedback. So I would love to go through some of their thoughts with you. Um, the first question that we put out was what is keeping you from simplifying your life? And we got so many (laughs) responses on this, but I feel like the most popular one or ones I guess that we got were fear at work and anxieties at work. Um, and they were saying that that was what was keeping them from simplifying their life. So what, what would you say to that? Well, the first thing that pops into my mind is, is, you know, I'm very, one of the things that I do is, is the disc assessment. And I think that, that communication and knowing, you know, knowing who people are, better relationships at work can take away a lot of that fear and, and anxiety, Mm -hmm. because not only do you know who, you know, who you are, but we have to learn how to get along with one another and we have to learn Mm -hmm. how to have those good conversations. And I, so I, I work with people all the time with, with the disc and helping them to helping them to recognize different types of people that could bring on fear and anxiety. And for me, the, the dominant ones, the type A's, the, the driver type peoples, you know, they, they, they always made me kind of take a, a step back. But when you really get to understand who they are and why they, why they act the way they do and why they behave the way they do, it really, there's a freedom in that, that, that just sort of helps to give you more grace for them and to not, not be fearful and I, I know the work environment is, is very difficult to navigate and because you've got so many different personalities and, and we don't know what's going on in somebody's life. I think that's one thing that I would just say that, that, you know, that, that smile, that caring, uh, even, even if it's, even if it's hard for you, you never really know what that's going to do for, for someone. Because, because nobody, nobody wears their needs on their, on their sleeve. And they're just mm-hmm. carrying around with themselves all the time. Just, you know, so are we. Right. right. And so that's the environment. Um, so I, I, I guess I would just, I would just say to, 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 to just try to take into consideration 
that that be a little bit more observant, perhaps, in mm. in maybe people need, and mm. and then try to try to meet that need, and and kind of see if that doesn't help to bridge some gaps with relationships and communication, uh, especially in the workplace. Mm, I love that. Our second question was, what is one thing that has helped you streamline your day? Um, and we got some really, we got some pretty fun tips. Um, and you know, some that I think are really solid, uh, like prayer, listening to worship music, investing in a good quality planner. I would, I would second that, (laughs) uh, setting timers for tasks, exercising. So I would just love to hear like, what other tips or tricks would you maybe add to that list? Oh gosh. Well, the, I, I'm a, I'm a real planner. And like I said, systems kind of a person for me, a, a huge thing is time management because, and, and that, and that would fall into a couple of those categories, but, but it's really important for me to stay on track because I'm the kind of person that I don't, I don't want to miss anything. So I want to say yes mm-hmm. to everything. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so it's, it's, I like to have fun and I like to go out and, and be with friends and all that. But one, one of the things that has really helped me is I learned years ago that I am, I am a morning person and I like to get up early and the morning hours are my most productive hours of the day. And I had to learn to not give those, give those hours away to other people because, you know, I can, I can do mundane things in the afternoon, but I needed to put boundaries around that morning time so that I could get the things done that I needed to get done so that I could think, I could plan, I could be creative. That was my, that was my time. And when I learned to do that, uh, it, it really changed everything for me. So I, I would recommend that you figure out, you know, when is your, when is your most productive time during the day? And really guard mm-hmm. that to, to get the things done that you really want to do. Yeah. So our last question that we put out to Instagram was, what does living intentionally mean to you? And one of my favorite responses comes from Serena, who said, treat people as a soul, not as a number. And she went on to say that she goes out of her way to greet people with a smile, like you said. And she said, even if it's awkward. <laughs> and I just love that. Um, so what what does living out intentionally look like to you? Trying to just narrow it down here, but <laughs> I think I think I think staying on staying on track with my purpose, knowing, knowing knowing the path that God wants me to, to, to go on with, you know, with women mentoring is one of my, is a heartbeat for me. I really, I really love that. And so with do mentoring with, with a purpose and knowing, knowing my why and, and always staying connected to, to the opportunities that God brings across my path. I think, I think that's one thing to be intentional about knowing when, when to stop for a moment and talk to that person or, or when to, when to be a better listener. I think, I think being intentional isn't just about your agenda, but it's about other people and being, being willing to really listen to, really listen to their heart 
and to ask them good questions that shows that you care and that, and that you're really interested in what they're going through. Well, before we go, um, is there any last thought um, that you would love to share with our listeners? Um, yeah, I kind of wanted to maybe revisit the the decluttering, you know, kind of getting getting your life a little bit more uh, simplified, perhaps. And I I think I think for me one of the biggest things was what was I just didn't have to declutter my closet or or clean up or my desk or my office or anything like that. But I needed to sort of go in. I needed to, to take a deeper dive into that. I needed to sort of declutter my mind. And, and settle my heart and, and just declutter everything, get, get rid of all of the stacked up emails that were, that were weighing me down that I was always thinking about, oh my gosh, I've got to answer those. And there's so many ways to simplify and declutter it. There isn't just, it isn't just about your environment, but sometimes it, it has to go a little bit deeper. And that, that just helped me to, it, it made me feel lighter and it gave me a little bit more freedom. Well, we're glad you joined us for this conversation about simplifying your life and learning to live intentionally. If you've enjoyed the Work, Love, Pray podcast, we would love to hear from you. Please consider taking a moment to leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Your support is much appreciated and your review will help place Work, Love, Pray in front of other forward women and men who might like to join the podcast family. So thank you so, so much for your help. For more information about this episode, please visit our website, forwardwomen.org. That's the number four, W-O-R-D-W-O-M-E-N.org. And then click on podcast at the top of the page. As you move forward on your journey to work, love, and pray well, don't forget to make time for real talk grounded in truth.